Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Today, I'm going to be preaching about committed to generosity. And it's one of the least favorite things to talk about in church. Preachers hate preaching about it. And congregants hate hearing about it. Because it's challenging, right? It's challenging. But today, I believe God wants to change our minds because generosity leads to blessings. Amen? Go to me with prayer. Father, we come to you today. Lord, I thank you that you are in control. You're in control of this church. You're in control of the services. You're in control of our hearts. And Lord, today we ask you that you help us to let you be in control of our finances. We love you today. And we ask God that your word offends our heart so that we can be more obedient to you in Jesus' name. Generous is defined as showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time than is strictly necessary or expected. In Acts 20, 35, it says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And today, because of one little boy's generosity, we, Jesus was allowed to perform the greatest miracle of all times that we're still talking about more than 2,000 years later. Because of that, we are going to be looking in all four of the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And um, I want to go through bits and pieces of all. So bear with me, write them down, go home and study them out. But in John 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of T Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went. Look around the room. I believe that the, the, the crowd is coming more and more because Jesus is here. And that's what happened here. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and he sat down with his disciples around him. And Mark 6, 34 through 37, it says, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what, they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn money to buy food for all these people. Do you all ever feel like that? How can I help when I'm struggling to make my own ends meet? 
But in John 6, 8 through 9, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? And in Matthew 14, 19 through 21, then he told the people, he, Jesus, to sit down on the grass. And Jesus took five loaves and two fish, and he looked up toward heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. And they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Everybody say 12 baskets. 12 baskets of leftovers. And about 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. I'm sure that little boy looked at Jesus when he said, can I have your two fish and five loaves? And he felt like the little girl in this picture. Jesus is saying, just trust me, but I love it, God. But what he had for her was so much better. The teddy bear Jesus had was much bigger. And I'm sure the disciples were thinking, um, Jesus, you have proven yourself over and over again. You've performed miracles. We've seen them. We've been there for them. But how in the world are you going to feed all these people with this little bit of food, this little lunch? So Jesus said, okay. I'm going to show you how. And he had the disciples be the one to pass out the food. And I believe he did that for two reasons. One, he had to have them increase their faith. And as they were passing out the food, guess what? It kept multiplying. And so they were like, wow, what the heck is he doing? It just keeps multiplying and multiplying, kind of like the fries at the bottom of the five guys bag, right? <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, we got one order to share and there's more. <laughs> we can't get these eaten. Um, but the second reason that he did that is to teach them how to trust. You see, anything we give to God always multiplies. When we worship him, our worship multiplies. When we pray, our prayer, our hunger for prayer grows. When we get in the word, we get hungry for more of the word, right? And that's the same when we give God out of our finances. Jesus taught us that anything we want to multiply back to that scripture, we've got to give. We've got to surrender. We, then we bless it, break it, and give it. This story, y'all, I believe is a beautiful foreshadowing about what's about to happen when Jesus gave his life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son and then Jesus gave his life so that we could be blessed. He was hung high, stretched wide, spit on, and beaten 
so that we could live this blessed and generous life on this earth and for eternity. Committed to generosity. Jesus gave all. Jesus never asks us to do something that he hasn't modeled beforehand. And you know, um, what's crazy is, sorry, Hi, online. Guess what? Um, this morning, I shattered something, and it broke my, or it uh, made my finger bleed, and now I, my iPad doesn't work. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Right? Okay. Jesus never asked us to do something that he wouldn't have done for himself, and I believe that's a sign of a great leader. Did you know that the most talked about topic in the Bible is money. Oh, one person knew that? The most talked about topic in the Bible was money. There are more than 2,300 verses in the Bible about money. And here's why Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. I'm not, but this one won't work. Where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Can I tell you today that God doesn't want your money? He doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. And our money is tied to our heart a lot of times, right? Just like the video we opened up with, it was the heartstrings that were being pulled on. And because of that, he gave that guy some money. Jesus spoke about money, not because he was obsessed with it or he wanted us to be, but he knew that money was a heart issue. I had a pastor once say, once God has a man's money, he has the man. There are a few reasons people don't tithe. They don't understand the principle and how beneficial it is to them. Like we always think that it's for something else, but really it's for us. Another reason people don't tithe is because we're fearful that we're not going to have enough. Can I get an amen? Or they've given and they found their church squandered the money or someone embezzled the money and now they don't trust the church. But can I assure you that God will hold pastors and people accountable. And when you're giving, you're never giving to a church. You're giving to the Lord. Did you know that only 5% of Christians, Bible-believing, Jesus followers tithe? but not at Big Church. Ooh, ooh, ooh. At Big Church, we've got about 10%. But can you imagine what would happen if we increase that percentage to 20, 30, 40, or 50? You talk about loving Louisville to life? Oh my goodness. So let me teach you the principle of tithing so that that first one, we can check off the list. In other words, let me teach you the why behind the what. 
Malachi 3.10 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing. There it is. So great, you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Committed to generosity. I have read so many places in the Bible where God teaches us with, if you do this, then I'm going to do that. He teaches us with if-then statements. And here it says, if you bring your tithe, then I will open up the windows of heaven. And the way that I was taught this was so beautiful. When I'm in covenant with the Lord and I give what he's asked me to give, then he has to supply all of my needs what the word says. And then he opens up windows of blessings. And you guys, blessings is not always money. Blessings are peace. Blessings are hope. Blessings is love. It's not just about money. But I know people that when they have gotten in covenant with the Lord, God's opened the windows of finances for them as well. But that's not all that it is. Pastor Robert Morris said, without a doubt, the enemy of your soul would do anything to keep you from discovering God's principles governing financial stewardship, giving, and blessing. Why? Because once you know it and you do it, it will transform your life for the better. It will bring you guaranteed financial results, but it will also do more than that. It will impact the kingdom of God and bring revival to the world. I'm going to tell you my story. I was a single mom of four boys. And... During that time, they were all teenagers. Four teenage boys. And let me tell you, I didn't get child support, y'all. It was a single mom taking care of her four boys. And that's when I learned the principle and I said, okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you on this because I'm struggling I am struggling. I don't know how to make ends meet. So I'm going to test you. And I began to give my 10%. And I did it with a joyful heart because I believed that the word does not return void. If God said it, he's going to do it. And I believed it. And so um, I started giving my 10%. And what ended up happening in my life is I didn't get to go buy new clothes. So let's not get it twisted. They didn't get the best shoes that all their friends at school were wearing unless they got a J-O-B and they bought it themselves. But can I tell you, I could put pressure on that word and say, God, I need to pay my rent on Friday and I've been a good steward of that money. So guess what? I'm going to need you to show up. I don't know how you're going to do it, but your word says you will. And every time, every single time, he would come through. Was it scary? 100%. 
It was so scary because my grocery bill alone was that of a car payment. Uh, But what I found, even in those fearful moments, is that God supplied all of our needs. All of our needs. You see, as long as the devil keeps you in fear and stuck and, uh, and all, you know, all the excuses that he lies to us about, what ends up ha- happening is he keeps us in a place where we stay in struggle mode, where we've got God's hands tied. And God's like, I want to bless you, but I need you to be in covenant with my word, Right? So what is a tithe? The word tithe means tenth. So it is 10% of what we make from the job that God has blessed us with. I want you to listen to Mark 10, 17 through 22. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of Christians say, well, the tithe is Old Testament. Well, the word says that Jesus came to fulfill the law, not abolish the law, first of all. Second of all, (laughs) Jesus didn't say give 10%. He said give all. All. Listen to this. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. And looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all of your possessions. Say all. All. All of your possessions. And give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. So Jesus said all, and I don't know about you, but I'll take 10%. I'll give 10%, Jesus. As y'all know, um, I started working with my son this past year, and I'm doing it part-time, but it makes me a lot more money, like a lot more money. And it gives me such joy now that on Every other Friday when I get paid, I get to go to 84321, and my tithe has more than doubled. And I'm like, look, I'm, not only am I being used as a vessel, but I'm able to partner with heaven and make a bigger impact with the money that I make. Oh, makes me so excited. Um, so let me make it practical for you today. You want practical? You like practical? I like practical too. So, Clarissa, will you come up here? And Rebecca, will you come up here? This middle finger doesn't work with the Band-Aid on it. Okay. So, Clarissa, you... Um, 
babysat for me last night, and I'm a cheapskate, so I paid you $10 for babysitting last night, okay? So hold out your hand, and will you all count with me? One... Clarissa made $10. So, Clarissa, how much would your tithe be? One dollar. Do you want to give that today? Okay, great. You get to keep that. Give it up for Clarissa as she takes her seat. Come on over, Rebecca. This is Rebecca Dow. And uh, Rebecca, you cleaned my, up after my dogs, and that was a chore right? Especially the little boy. Well, Rebecca did it and she's getting paid. So hold out your hand. $10 bills. So would you count with me? 10. So Rebecca, what would your tithe be on that? Oh, Lord, you're making me do math. Ten, ten dollars. Ten dollars. Do you want to give that today? Yes. I want to give more than that. <laughs> I want to give it all back. Nope. Nope, that's for you. Take it. Take it. Give it up for our two volunteers today. But, you guys, it's that simple. It's that simple. I, I went to my ADP account for my other job this week, and I was like, oh, um, Friday's not accounted for because I was like already anticipating what I get to give this Friday. Uh, so anyway, the tithe is according to the word, but offering is optional. Okay? So we're all expected to give our tithe or all. <laughs> I'll take 10%, uh, but offering is optional. I'm a leader by example, and when we started doing this, I was like, I feel like I want to give. And I, I, told, I told this story during offering one day. But I just started giving what was ever in my purse. How many of you guys carry cash? God bless you. I don't carry much. <laughs> I keep very minimal in my purse. Most of the time it's under $30. Um, but I use yours, yes. Uh, but what I started doing is whatever cash was in my purse on Sunday mornings was my offering above and beyond my tithe. And so I started giving that. And what ended up happening is God started giving me more favor. I was like, oh, I get that for free? Oh, you're going to give me that kind of discount? Okay, I'll take it. Y'all know my motto. If it's free... Okay, so I was getting all this stuff, and I'm like, wow. And then I tied it back one Sunday morning. I said to Teresa, I leaned over, and I said, I feel like these are abundant blessings because I've been giving above and beyond when I brought my money forward during that. So I've seen increased favor, and favor ain't fair. Everybody say that. Favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. 
Well, this whole committed series, you guys, we have given you a challenge at the end of each. We've given you a, a prayer challenge. How many of you guys are doing the Acts prayer at home and you're feeling more confident in your prayer life? Amen. And who's doing a prayer journal? Yeah, look at all these hands. Amen. All right. And then we gave you a word challenge. How many of you are reading the word more? I had a sweet little couple come up to me after church last week and said, we want to start reading the Bible more. Where do we go? I was like, bingo, let's talk. And for anybody in the room, if you're wondering where do I start, please do not start at Genesis unless the Holy Spirit tells you to. Don't think you have to read the Bible from beginning to end. Start in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and fall in love with Jesus and his life and start emulating your life after his life. And then last week we gave you a worship challenge to worship more personally. We come together and we worship, but to worship in your own time. I've been doing that in the mornings as I'm getting ready. I'm not doing anything else but getting ready anyway. So I either have my uh, little AirPod in or um, I, I just turn it up. This morning, I just had it up. I had it up. I was like, Pastor Rich, I know you're still sleeping, but we're getting our worship on before we get to church today. Um, so how many of you have done that this past week? Well, we're going to culminate it this week, and I'm going to give you one last challenge, and that is to take the 90-day tithe challenge. As Jason is coming forward, um, I want you to test God. I want you to do what the Word says and say, okay, for 90 days, I'm going to test you, God, and I'm going to see if this really does work. If you really open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on me. We did this tithe challenge um, in November 2019. And Jason and Sherry took the challenge. And I'm going to have you share, have him share his story with you. Uh, normally, I would just sit here and let Sherry do the talking, but she's out ill, unfortunately. Um, to say God provides is like saying Jason's got facial hair. It's, <laughs> it's pretty much a given. I mean, it's... It's so grossly understated that you can't even put it into words what he actually does. Um, When we took up the challenge, we were individuals, myself and Sherry. Um, We had just started dating not too long after uh, COVID and everything and gotten serious about dating as a couple. And we found church um, in June of that year, Father's Day of that year, actually. And... um, we had no idea where our lives were going. We were both very low points in our lives when we found each other, um, which was a blessing in of itself, obviously, because she stuck by me. But um, So we got to November. Fast forward. I'm horrible at telling stories. It's going to take way longer than it should. But um, the tie challenge came up, and I was one of those... Um, like Mindy was saying, that always had an excuse, didn't understand why I had to give 10% of my money. 
uh, felt like my money could be better served towards bills or selfishly towards myself. Um, I always had something more important to pay for than, than paying to God. God doesn't need my money. You know, I, I would turn Bible against, it, against itself. I would twist it to fit my selfish needs. Wow. Wow. Um, and then so when the tithe challenge came up, it like hit me. I, I literally think God smacked me on the back of my head and was like, do it. And so I was like, okay, let me see. I really had no intention of going past the 90 days. Honestly, I didn't even think it was going to last 90 days. I, we had Christmas coming up. I had a new girlfriend, I had kids, I had a new grandbaby, you know, I had all these things that I felt like my money was going to go towards, but Sherry would not let me take away from the tithe, it, um, and, and it was a blessing. Every time, I, I, could, I can't even count how many times money was, just showed up, I mean, that was... That was like the easy stuff, right? Like every time I thought I was going to have to pull back some of that tithe, a check would show up in the mail. I mean, it was like just really out there checks, stuff from like my auto insurance giving me a refund on money that I had to pay anyway, you know, things like that. Um, but more so than that, the needs that he provided for went far and beyond monetary. Uh, he provided my spouse. I mean, that's, that was something that I, I needed and I still need to this day, Sherry, in my life. Um, he provided, he gave, he gave us the means to provide for others. Um, he allowed us to bring others to church. Um, and I, I honestly think that that was all because of tithing. Um, there's been times throughout where we I don't want to say should have given less, but 10% became less than what we were tithing. But instead, we tithe more. Wow. We, and and we, we tithe now probably, I mean, it's not much more than 10%, but I'd say we probably tithe somewhere around 15% of our checks now. And it wasn't because we made that conscious ever. We just kept the money where it was at. And whenever we get a pay raise or something, we just keep going up with it, and it, I mean, that's, it's, it's been a blessing. I can't imagine my life without tithing now. Wow. Um, and I know Sherry would say much the same if she could. So good. Thank you for sharing. I didn't even know their story. I knew what God had been doing in their lives, but I did not know that story. That's beautiful. Um, and I want you guys to know the reason that I always preach the tithing messages is because I don't know who gives anything. I've asked it to be that way. That way I can come to you humbly and directly and I can bring forth the word without knowing who, what, when, or where. And so um, I also wanna share that Justin and Cassidy, would you stand up real quick? That's Justin and Cassidy. Everybody say hi, Justin and Cassidy. Thank you. Two and a half years ago, they decided to take the challenge too. And what's crazy, they were also single. Two singles, young adult singles. I mean, how old are y'all now? 20, 
23. So two and a half years ago, so that's what, 20, 19 or 20, they made a decision that we're going to do this. They're now married. They have a home. They have so much love to give. They are both leaders in this church now. I mean, it's amazing what God does with our yes, with our surrender, with our saying, okay, God, we're going to get in agreement with you. We're going to be obedient to your word. And so, um, like I said at the beginning of this message, God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. He wants your full heart to be fully his. And if he says, hey, I want you to give everything in your savings for you to be obedient to it. If he says, I want you to give what's in your purse. (laughs) Today is five bucks. I'm going to be obedient to it. You know, just be obedient to God. And I, we're, this is not any way, shape, or form trying to twist your arm to give. The church doesn't need your money. I mean, we do. There, we've got people we want to hire and bless our staff more. And Because if you all knew what our staff made, you wouldn't work for it. And they serve wholeheartedly. But I, that's a whole nother story for a house meeting. Um, but... Um, As they dim the lights, and as you stand, like I said that God wants your heart, and if you've never given him your heart, he doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. So today I want you to know that Jesus died for you, and he wants to have an intimate relationship with you. He loves you. He forgives you. He will make you brand new. Doesn't matter what you did last night or last week or last month. He is there with new mercies every morning. And you do not have to be perfect. You just have to be committed to making progress. So today... I want you to make a bold statement. And if you have never given your heart to Jesus, I want you to slip up your hand. Because the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. You may not have tomorrow. So slip up your hand if you would love to give your heart to Jesus. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I want you guys to pray this prayer after me if you gave your life to Jesus or if you've given your life to Jesus. Say, dear Jesus, please forgive me. I believe in my heart and I'm confessing with my mouth that you died and you rose again to save me. Thank you, Jesus. I'm yours forever. Amen. And then, if you will take this tithe challenge, I want you to slip up your hands and our usher team is going to come and give you a slip where you're going to write your commitment on it. So even if you've already 
you're already a tither would you raise your hand too because we want to come back to you and say guess what our church went from a 10 percent to whatever percent so slip up your hand keep it up until our ushers serve you and i want you guys to know today that your tithe is putting god to a test it's not putting your job to a test your source is front is god it's not your job it's not anything else he is going to pour out his blessings on you and you're not even going to be able to contain it thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus Right now, let's give God our full heart. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.